Hello everyone, welcome to XYZ Podcast. I'm Gary. Today we have a very special guest, um, Architect Ashi, or Mr. Ashi as I know from um, Taylor's time. He was a lecturer back then uh, and, and he was my crit actually. So I was actually assigned under um, uh, Architect Shahira. Maybe maybe he will know who, who she is. And uh, so, so, so it's, it's kind of kind of funny is that after a few years, I saw him again in a UCSI exhibition. He gave a lecture. So I, I sort of get inspired by that because before I, rec- I do this record, um, I met with my friend and actually we share about their final, pro- uh, his final project and, and also kind of relevant to um, previous podcasts I did with architect Wui. So I thought it's kind of um, useful or for me to understand much more comprehensive on, on, on sustainable architecture, especially. So I thought I wanted to invite uh, architect Ashi to come up and, and, and share with us about his story or his uh, perspective in, in, in this expert expert feel that you know um if 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 i would like to do a short introduction about architect ashi so architect ashi is a lecturer for master's degree i'm pretty sure he's now doing also for um, undergrads so um he's he's teaching in uh, taylor's university he's also a principal architect of jw hoy architects so um he was graduated from um and later uh, he did his masters from edinburgh and also uh, nus so without further ado hi welcome mr ashi hi good morning i think you okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> good to see you though uh, yes oh how is your life in uk um pretty good i i think i think you you i think we can uh resonate a lot of things especially when you were studying in edinburgh and then i'm now in glasgow so i think yeah, we do have a lot of stories well i miss colin so maybe we can have a chit chat later <laughs> yeah because i think i think uh before this started we actually you know you, you share with me like about your stories and it's very interesting so i thought that we can actually start out from there and um well, how how about we, we let's talk about like how about your personal journey that leads to who you are today and why architecture? Why architecture? Okay, this is a very good question. Actually, I went to be architect when I was fourteen or fifteen years old. Okay. Yeah, during my secondary school, there's a I remember one day I read the newspaper. Uh, there was a KLCC is building up. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. And then the the title is called the world tallest twin towers in the world, yeah, the world tallest twin towers. And that is the first time I feel very proud of Malaysia. And and immediately I have a thought that oh I want to do something like building designer, because I don't know what is architect. Right. In my family, there are no architect, no engineers at all. Mm. So building designer is what, what I what I thought I want to be. So I, I, I like to draw building. I think since 15 years, 16 years old, I, I keep drawing buildings by hand. Mm. Yeah, I join competitions, whatever competition, sure. I know I, I do not get any award. Mm. And then this this dream or I all the ways to my after form five and high school. And then when I select my choices in a local university mm-hmm. you know we have to put first choice second choice third choice you know uh, we have uh, I think we have 10 choices we can put 10 choices 
I put all architectures in different schools. <laughs> okay. So is, there's there's no room for other other sector. No. <laughs> no. So <laughs> by then I only I only know oh, that is called architecture in Bahasa, you know, you have a Bahasa language is called Sunnibina. Right. Uh, this right. is the only time I know it's called architectures. Right. And then so luckily I got my uh, first choice. Uh, I get into University Malaya, one mm. of the one of the prestigious uh, schools yeah. in Malaysia. Yeah. And yeah, this is how when I start my architect's uh, journey but, formally. But but it's kind of early that for you to find out that your interest, right? And then you are still practicing until today because a lot of yes. people they might not realize architecture until like maybe two seconds before they enroll into architecture school. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm lucky though, mm. uh, because I lucky that I know myself what I want to do in the early early years, right? And then I test myself. I I keep deep, you know. I like the building in deeper and deeper. I make model, even though during my secondary school I have free time, right? My hobbies will make model, right? Quite 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 strange, so. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, so when I know architecture more during my university times, I I know this is something that I like to mm. and it fit to my characters because I like creativity. I don't like to follow the rules, you know. Mm. I, I I I like uh something very grand and I I like I'm I think a country that uh, we want to develop a country. So what is my contributions? What is the mm. contributions in the countries? Mm. So I, I, I want to contribute something. So I think, okay, if I can design some great buildings, that is my contribution to my country. That's, that's quite I'm a big joined, I'm, not, I'm not joined. Yeah, I'm not joined the politics. Politic, you know, I might not have predictions, but my role is to build or to design a great building for these countries. Right. So, so, so you you did mention like you like to draw buildings, and and I'm curious like what kind of buildings that you you like to? Is it like something scenery based, or, or you know like just kampong a uh, drawings or kampong, or is no, drawing or no, something no. more utopian like? No, I always draw draw high rise. <laughs> so that's why that. that that's why I think it's very applicable for for your studies into high rise nowadays. Yes, yes. I always draw high rise. Uh, you know that is a very amateur. Uh, I remember every time I feel very sad, you know, not in good mood, and then what I what I try to do is just draw, draw high rise. Right. So every big event happen, right, and very sad thing happen in my life uh, during the time secondary school. Then I will draw one building to remember the event. Wow, so strange, right? Right. Yeah, this is how I I spend my time. During my secondary school, but 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 it's very mature. It's, it's uh, again like you say, it's very early. Is uh, for you to yeah, find yeah. out that the the power of architecture at this point of time. I I believe yeah. that you know later at the end of this interview, I would like to ask you one question. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm so so studying in uh, like uh, I would say top university in Malaysia as well, like UM. So uh, and then after that, you shift to uh, Uni or Edinburgh. And later, you further research in NUS. Can you briefly share with us how how would you like to break it down into maybe different kind of phases to hmm. um, affect your understanding into architect, uh, yeah. green architecture or sustainable architecture? Is it something already you know? Because you know architecture, but green architecture is another level, right? So when did yeah. you find out that? 
Like, is it from UM time? Well, after the UM, I worked with Dr. Ken Yang, you know, who was a prestigious uh, green architect in the world. Right. And this is where uh inspired me. I thought, wow, Malaysia have a great architect right. who are very good and great in the green, you know, so I have to follow. And I'm proud of it. I think Malaysia is a good, good, you know, uh, good good place to start with the green because we are tropical countries, you know, yeah. we, we have a nice climate, we have a light, we have a sun. So this is the first time I have a thought that, okay, I want to learn from Dr. Kenya mm. because I'm Malaysian. You know, I like my country so much. So, <laughs> okay, this is what our strength is, what our strength is. So I have to uh, study it. Right. Okay, then uh, after I grad, I found something, I, I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm uh, you know, I, even though it's a top, top university in Malaysia, but when I explore, when I work in Dr. King Yang, because in his firm, there are a lot of uh, foreign students and foreign, uh, work, uh, foreign architects who work mm-hmm. together with him. So I meet a lot of uh, uh, architects or engineers from America, from UK, from Germany. Then I feel myself like, wow, I'm so small. Mm-hmm. So what if I study in the best school in Malaysia? I'm still a Kampong champion, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know you. The Kampong mm. champion is the British champion boy. So I, I say, okay, part two, I want to go to see the world. I want to go to a world-ranked, high-ranked uh, university. Mm. Then I choose the uh, UK. And this is how I apply Edinburgh U. Right. And then for yeah. NUS, is after you found out, you confirmed that you wanted to study green architectures, then for that, you Okay. Do. After I part two graduate, I worked in London. Actually, I worked in London for two years. Right. And then during the time, I keep asking myself, okay, I'm successfully graduate uh, part two. And what else? They have a lot of architects in the market. Mm. So where's my, where my specialist? So I keep finding, you know, okay, I'm, am I interested in religion? So can I do a religion architecture? Mm. Uh, and am I good in the green design? So I, I, I review back my path, right? Yes. Green is something that I'm very passionate in. Right. And I I think I'm a very uh, good start because I, I work with Kenya and close with him. So I think I gain a lot of experience that other people may do not have uh, opportunities. Then I start to search, okay, uh, where, where can I further my uh, research on green? Mm. Another thing that inspired me or it's trigger my trigger my my uh I want to get into research is I feel that there are no proper green design educations. Mm. In Malaysia, every architect say I'm a green architect. Right. But it's just by practice, it's just by experience, their own experience. It's very personal. So I, I don't like that. I always believe we have to go through the proper educations research. That mm. only we know what is the green about. Mm. I saw the NUS they have uh, this course called Integrated Sustainable Design ISD mm. it's founded by uh, Dr. Krishnani Nirmal Nirmal right. Krishnani right. Uh, he, he is the uh, Future Arc Magazine you know that Future Arc Magazine editor right. and he also the researcher in NUS and right. he found this course as the first batch I'm so excited. Mm. So I quickly enrolled the course. 
and this is what how I get into the green uh, research, right? In in proper way. What what was the uh, public landscape or public perception of green architecture? Because at that point of time, maybe in early two thousand, it's quite new, right? Because at that point of time, maybe Foster hasn't like study into that as part of his business strategy, I would say. So um, for, 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 for working with Ken Yang at that point of time, maybe it's quite new, isn't it? Like active green approach. Well, you mean the public perspective or our architect uh, perspective? Mm, I, mean, I mean, for you as Perception. a student at that point of time, it, the green architecture is pretty foreign, right? At maybe like something new. Uh, okay, the, the few things here. First, uh, green design is, is, is slowly become a trend during my time. Right. It's something like a hoo-ha right. features, you know, you have a sky court, you have a green on the wall. Uh, that is my time. Green is something different animals. You know, people mm. still talk about concept, you know, design. So my, my, my belief is I thought green is not something additional features. It's not something different animals. It's a basic for all the architects. Mm. Very basic. Actually, my study is, I studied Lee Kapusher, Fan Road Wright, mm. uh, IMP. And I found that all of these great master, right, they know how to respond to the climate very well. Mm. Actually, they have green design in their building for all the buildings they do. Mm. Just that, we do not highlight it. Right. Actually, for me, it is a norm. It should be a norm. It shouldn't be another hoo-ha green chop on your head. And this is a green building, you know. It shouldn't be like that. I did something wrong. So, it's, so, so you believe that green design is not an architectural style? It is a practice? No. It's a practice. It's a very fundamental practice. Okay. If, if you're not stuck with the green ideas or green understanding, right? Uh, it's, it's, I can't say it's a good building. Mm. If you look at Fan Road, right, you know, the falling waters, mm. actually it's a green building. How do you adopt and uh, integrate into the natural world? You know, how do you appreciate the view? How do you, what's the interaction with the river? How do you interaction with the waterfall? That is about green. Right. You see, just, just I, I think people try to make green as a different things and make it as a branding, as a marketing mm. tools. Mm. This is this is what I start to feel not comfortable. So if I come back to Malaysia, I do something on my own ways and I declare myself as a green architect, I don't feel comfortable. Mm. You know, so this is why I really want to do the research, go right. through the proper educations, we debate in the university, you know, you, we test out our ideas in our university. Mm. I, 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 I do, yeah, I, I believe that what you are saying is green architecture is equal to architecture kind of thing. It's, it's already there, but it's just that the green is a new packaging to, to, yes. to um, package yes. our, our knowledge. Yes. And in, yes. in, in, if, if, let's say by saying that green architecture is architecture, technically, it's a fundamentals, it's the foundation. It's a fundamentals, it's a foundation. Right. And, and um, I believe that you did mention about Corbusier's, he did this, uh, he, he wrote about this red book. If, I'm not sure if you know about uh, his book called The Athens Charter. So um, in, mm. in one of the uh, quotes, he's saying that to introduce light, sunlight, natural light is actually the duty of architects. So I believe that that point of time already, 
green architects in a well, way? Well, it's something like that. Okay, I'll give you a very, very uh, good example, okay? Lee Corbusier. Mm. Lee Corbusier uh, have two different uh, buildings. One is in Chandika. You know right. India Chandika? Right. One in the, the the very early, very famous building called Villa Chevron. Villa Chevron, okay. That's Chevron, yeah? Yep. The living machines, form follow functions. Mm. That, that Villa Chevron. If you compare these two buildings side by side, right, then you know how Lee Corbusier used the building to respond to the climate. Like for example, in Chantika, they have a big gutter, a big gutter, like a cow horn. You know, people say it's a cow mm. horn. Mm. And then they have a fin wall. Right. And this fin wall and the gutter is a sun shedding device as mm. a natural ventilation. So it cut out the, all the direct sun into the building. This is the Chantika. But you look at the Villa Shavon, it's a ribbon windows. Mm. Why the ribbon window? Because in France, right, they like sun. Mm. They're not many, not much sun over the year. Mm. So they want the sun directly penetrate into the building. Mm. They have a roof garden because they can enjoy the sun bath. Mm. You see, these two buildings is a very obvious, is is a, is obviously is you know it show it proved that Lee Corbusier, when he designed, he know how to respond to the climate. Mm. He know how to whether I want to cut the sun out or I want to introduce the sun into the building. Mm. Oh, I think... Why is it better? Because it's storm water. Mm. India is a storm water. Mm. And, and, and speaking of the roof garden, I believe that is kind of relevant to the, his idea of after World War II because he was thinking to bring a better lifestyle where you can do sun bath on top of the roof. So this kind of a new, injun- uh, new, new interjun- uh, inter- injection of ideas can be actually quite relevant to that, like enjoy sun as part of this uh, program so that you can have no. a flat roof. No, that, that is applied in the Western climate. Right. Why he do not, uh, why he do not introduce the roof garden in Chandika? Mm. You see, so this is not ultimate. It's also have to look, have to see how the climate work. Mm. Why the no roof garden in Chandika? Right. Understand why is no ribbon window in Chantika? Right. Why all the window have a very deep fin and sun shedding device? Mm. So that's that? that's where the cultural things and lifestyle affects the uh, uh, architecture. I would say because in in, in Chantika, like Indians, they don't do some bath anyway. They they enjoy well, the sun anyway. Not, not not just not just the culture itself. Actually, it's a climate. Right. Mm. So it's a climate. Mm. If you see culture or lifestyle, Lee Kapusha can introduce a new lifestyle to them, say, oh, you know, enjoy side path is something very posh. Mm. Mm. No, mm. because of climate. Right. And architect, we understand that. A real architect, because we design for people. Mm. Right? We, we, and, and we design to fit to the context. Mm. So if you study these two, two buildings, it's very interesting. And this is proof that the great master, they always design to respond to the climate. Mm. Not because I want you live like that. Right. No. Right. Okay. I, I, I wanted to bring back a little bit because you did mention about this uh, Corbusier as the master. And and I believe that in your working experience, you 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 you, fa- you encounter two different masters in Malaysia as well. One is Dr. Ken Yang, one is Dr. Jimmy Lim. And... I I think Dato Ken Yang is comes like after you done your part one, right? And Jimmy Lim is yeah. kinda after? So and how US. how 
Yeah, how how was that? How was it to the the experience to work with them and wow. uh, the the learning experience of it? I, I I'm not uh, I never worked with the uh, Gemini before, but right. because during NUS, I one subject called study the two uh, our task is study two green architects, okay, and the, these two green architects have have to be the two different school of thought. Mm. One we call it international. One we call very vernacular. Right. Okay. So immediately I say, okay, I want to study Kenyang and Jimini. Right. Okay. And I know, well, I don't know whether it's uh, I can tell in properly in podcast, uh, Kenyang don't like Jimini. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, because they 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 the mentality is so different. Even though it's talk about green, yeah, Jimini is is always use timber. Uh, a small scale of building, and Kenyang always use a very high tech, you know, aluminium that kind of uh, style. So his building is very expensive, high tech. Hmm. So that is that that is a difference. So for me, it's no. I always I always believe uh, green is a universal value. Right. Just that um, you you like chicken rice, the other one like chicken chop, but also chicken. So hmm. just different way to cook. Hmm. So this is what. How how I I I meet a uh, Jimmy Lim. I say I want to interview you. I want to learn from you. Okay, because I want to write this essay. Yeah, mm. this is how we start. So every weekend we we meet together. We go to cafe house, you know, and he he he, he brought me to his exhibitions. Mm. Uh, this is how we uh, I learn from uh, Jimmy Lim. Right. So I think he he's is my mentality is uh he will appreciate every single details. Mm. Yeah, especially the the wind. He he like uh not all the natural ventilations. How to incorporate in the gardens? I uh, Jimmy Lim. I think he his strength is on the uh residential residential projects, uh, the the small scale project. And he did told me that, uh his his sort. I mean he his style right is very hard to apply to big building. Mm. Like potential tower is a Jimmy Lim project, mm. Mm. but potential tower, you know, if you use if this kind of wood timber ideas, if you apply to big, you know, bigger building or bigger scale of building, right, it's 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 not applicable. Right. Yeah, uh, it's it's more on symbolism. Right. You know, more more than the more more than the practicality. So this is what I I saw. This is what is a very international skill of architect. This is Doctor Kenyang. Mm. Okay, big skill. If mm. you ask Doctor Kenyang to do the small skill project, right? Maybe he 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 really can't really handle it. Yeah, and yeah, this is uh what I learn learn from them. And um, yeah, I show I show actually I discuss with Kenyang. What do you think on the Jimmy Lin? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Jimmy Lin, what do you think of a Kenyang? So they always fight with each other. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy Lim say Kenya is not sustainable because <laughs> Kenya building use aluminium a lot. You know, you steal a lot. This is not a uh, sustainable materials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is how uh, the conversations are very interesting. Yeah, then uh, Kenya say don't put my don't put uh Jimmy Lim side by side with me in the essay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but I believe that in this case we we don't have to compare it because they they are working on different directions so very hard to compare because one is much more on high tech one is much more on low tech in a way 
or yeah. should I say much more one is on active design one is much more on passive design but the good thing is that you actually see this kind of two variations so that it allows you to understand more instead of you studying only one parties so it allows another mm. party to understand more to collaborate or hybrid become one I believe that nowadays a lot of um, buildings they actually combine active and passive together as one to you know but, but, but overall the goal is for it's an extension for human lifestyle I guess well, I I can't say one is the uh, active design, one is passive design. I think actually architect we we handle passive design part. Right. Okay. If we talk about active, maybe you are you are talking about solar panel, wind turbine. That right. is kind of an active or smart home system, but it's very M and E. So right. I I believe actually even though Ken Yang right, he 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 very good in the passive design. Just that maybe you see the skill is too big, you forgotten. You see, Ken Yang designed a, a main atrium using the fan. Right. Okay. And if you have time, you go to Solaris uh, library. I mean, National Library in Singapore. You stand mm. under uh, the, the foyer, you mm. know, the ground floor. You can feel the, oh, the wind you know, keep blowing. So, this is some skill that you understand how to orientate your building and to, it can invite the wind come come into your building you stand in the corridor you can see you can feel the wind blow in and flow so mm. this is a skill and mm. and in with this skill right i don't think there's a difference between jimmy Lim or kenya mm. there's no difference so i try actually what i what i what i want to study both of them is because i try to find the similarity I so what is the similarity similarity is about sunlight you have to understand the sun angles right the similarity is about the wind. You have to understand the wind directions, how to create the wind, where's the venturi effect, mm. okay? What's a small a small gap and do the big area? Right. This is how they create the wind, yeah? And then the green, you know, King Yang maybe he used a technique to uh, spiral green belt or to link the green all to the rooftop. Jiminy maybe use the gardens, you know, the experience when you get into building the journey. Mm. This is a few principle: sun, wind, and green. Okay. If you want to extend it, water. And how to use the water? Right. And and, and speaking of these elements, I think it's pretty much. Uh, I I remember you did deliver a lecture back back then in Taylor's time, and I still remember you did mention about orientation, sun and wind. So those are the All elements right. that you did mention, and pretty relevant right. to this case. And I think. Um, in the end, it's all about any uh, energy. It's how do you harness energy or natural energy that given by the nature in a way. And 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 mm. and I would like to ask you once something very interesting because I know back then I presented a project that I I brought in the narrative of like Buddhism or or the kind of a little bit of religions and and I believe that I'm not sure what do you think of feng shui. You know, feng shui is kind of common or kind of practical in a way so how do you see oh, really? feng shui in this case already oh, really? you you are the one who bring up the religion building okay <laughs> interesting yeah well because i'm a, i'm a i'm a buddhist and actually i'm a sector general secretary of one of the national wide buddhist associations okay now talk about feng shui now this is not something that really superficial you know, shui, you know superficial because yeah. of feng shui i i tell the students Students look at the sun, the wind, and the water, and the green. 
And if you talk about feng shui, the feng shui, the feng actually is the wind. Yeah. But a lot of uh, architects, we don't know, uh, we've forgotten the wind is a very important factor in our design. Okay. We thought the wind is from everywhere. So, mm. no, the feng shui, first of all, is the feng. And we need to study the feng and the wind, where the direction come coming from. Uh, when, the, when the wind comes from this direction, is that the raining season or dry season? Okay. Mm. So, like a lot of condo nowadays, we have an open corridor, but we're facing the wrong directions. During the raining season, this is where the wind from, and you wet up all the, all the corridors. Mm. And you still remember in Taylor's, every mm. time wet, yeah. every time rain, then the corridor, the, the kaka have to mop the floor. Mm. So this is the problem because we do not understand the wind. Mm. We don't know when they come from. Actually, wind got pattern. Mm. So that's why we have a wind rose diagram. And then every month, they have a certain directions. Mm. That's why why the raining season, we try to avoid the raining season wind because it can bring in, it can bring the rainwater splashing into your building. Right. Okay, so feng shui is something for me, wow, it's very scientific, just that we don't understand. It's too, maybe, you know, people try to make it very superficial or very secretive, mm-hmm. or bring in a table and see the, no, for me, feng shui talk about directions. Now you don't face the east, don't face the west. Mm. There has some reason. Mm. Uh, feng shui, they have a lot of little details. Like for example, when you open the door, okay, uh, you 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 can you you can't you shouldn't see the back door, so the front door cannot facing the back door. Yeah. Okay. Wow, we think it's so superficial, but for first no because if 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 your if your front door and the back door in the one line right, it will create cross ventilations. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean cross ventilations. So for maybe for some people, right, if this this wind is so strong, you will feel headache. You okay. Feel sick. Okay. Okay. Mm. Or or some air that they cannot concentrate. The air inside the room is not balanced mm. because it's a one straight line. It's so strong. Then the rest of the part, right, the air won't be balanced. You will create mm. a pressure. Mm. So if you if you if you think deeply, right, they do have a reason. Yeah. But maybe they use a very ancient language to tell. They can't mm. use a very modern language to tell. If mm. I use a modern language to tell you, maybe you will understand. Mm. Mm. I, I, I think um, it, it's, it's my fault that to relate Buddhism and, and Feng Shui, it might be no relation or I, maybe there is. Or no relation. I, two yeah, different yeah. things. Yes, yes. Two different but, things. But, 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 but when it comes to, I'm not sure if you ever face a client like, like with the kind of belief that, you know, at this corner, I must place like a water. Uh, at this place, I put a, a, a jade or stone kind of thing. Oh, a lot. A lot. <laughs> But I believe that in, in Chinese community, they do believe this thing like before they wanted to buy a house and then they, they will apply like a feng shui sifu to kind of... Yes, a lot, a lot. The, I mean, the first question actually I ask my clients is do you see feng shui or not? If you see feng shui, then you better see first before you <laughs> come to me. Okay, I don't want to design something then suddenly your feng shui master come and change my four plans. Okay, better you see. And Jay, I work together with them and so interesting because I also learn from them. Why like that? Why like that? Right. Okay. Right. Symmetry. And you say, yes, I encounter this client, this kind of client, they're very pity on it. And I respect them. Right. Why? Because 
regardless it's a feng shui or it's architectures the main the main purpose we want to deliver is this uh you know these people they stay in this building comfortably the well-being of it yeah the well-being or they they feel comfortable right if you if you design something or you deliver something that don't comfortable they're not comfortable with that is not a good design for me it's, it's a what very personal design so architect actually we need to get the balance sometimes we we enforce too much our ego into it we've okay. forgotten actually okay you know this this guy have to stay there for 20 years you know not you <laughs> so everything which is wrongly wrongly done right you will affect this family for the next 20 years and this is our responsibilities I, I, the the next question is gonna be quite sensitive. I'm not sure if if it's sensitive to you or not. Do you see yourself as a educated feng shui master? <laughs> because no, in this case, no. architects. Then then then, what is architects though? No architects. Well, this is a very big question. People, different people have different definitions. Yeah. For me, for me, we are we are the building master. As a building master, everything related to the building we need right. to know. Regardless of feng shui, even though Indian feng shui, you know, I learned the Indian feng shui. I, uh, my Indian client, they say, oh, you know, we have an Indian feng shui. Right. Then they give me a book. Now, you have you go to study and see. Okay, I study. Right. Malay, yeah, they're, they're Muslim, but they have their own uh, culture. Right. Like, for example, for door, right, they don't want, they can't open in the left-hand side. Yeah. You know, the door, left hand is, a, is not a, a clean, dirty thing. <laughs> thing. So, the bathroom, you will design the right, uh, left hand of Open door and the uh, and the uh, and the rooms you have to design right hand open. Mm. So this is something that we need to know, right? Mm. So architecture there is so rich. You can learn a lot of knowledge within just a small building. So I'm not promoting feng shui. I also not promoting anything. But mm. I promoting architectures. You have to learn a lot of things. Many things related to building, and mm. we are the master of the building. Mm. The more we learn, the more we know, uh, the, the better result we can deliver. I, I, I think there, there is a question I would like to ask about cultural as well, because in speaking of green architecture, it tends to be stretching away from culture or intangible things. But I believe that later we can talk about it. But um, first and foremost, I would like to uh, like invite you to, to talk about green architecture for you, because we, we sort of discussed about it. You were saying that Green architecture is not a style, it's not a feature, but it's a fundamental in architecture. And you did mention about Corbusier, talk about uh, Frank Roy or, or IMP. So they have different kind of interpretation of lights. And if you compare with Peter Zumto, do you do you see Peter Zumto also a so-called green architect as well? Because he used lights as well, right? Well, especially he used intensively on light or romantic lights kind of thing. Well, for... No, for me, I, I, I do not study his work uh, in depth, mm. but for me, even though like big architect or Roman Foster, right. like Gergin Tower, you know the Gergin Tower? Yeah. You know how, how Roman Foster generated the Gergin Tower? You mean it's like... From the sun anchors. Is it, is it with the facade and also the wind because of the... No, you know like a bullet, the bullet... Yeah, the bullet, yeah, yeah. The bullet uh, form, right? You know how he generate the bullet shape? Because for the wind to flow into the city? No. No, no. Actually, it's a sun angles. Right. In London, you need to you need to reserve the minimum sun 
for your pedestrian, even though you build a building on it. So okay. that is a sun angles you need to preserve. So the shape is derived from the sun angle. So the certain angle they will allow the sunlight into Correct. the pedestrian. Correct. Correct. Okay. And that is so how he how he how he generate the shape. Mm. You see, simple ideas. Mm. The roof, the pyramid, is a skylight. Mm. Because it's he, the the they have a lower ground. They selling ticket kiosks. Right. Yeah. So okay. the many examples, the many examples. So. What do you what do you uh, talk about for for me, all the Greek master, they know how to use a sunlight, even though a different interpretation, a different strategy. For me, it's just a different strategies. Mm. The key point is how well you know to carve the sunlight, how mm. well you understand the sun angles, how well you understand the material can interact with this sun, like reflective light. Like Tato Ando, you know that uh, mm. light church. Then you mm. use light to carve this kind of very nice uh, cross Poetic. in the mm. church. Poetic. So, the first thing you think of is the sun, and and he also know where the sun coming from. Mm. No, he can't face to somewhere there no sun. Mm. No. So I, I I think all the Greek master they're very sensitive they, uh, to the climate, to the sun, to the to the wind. This is. This is the great master, hmm. and and you you sort of coined this new term. I'm not sure is it invented by yourself. You are saying climaticalism. Uh, wow. <laughs> okay. This is a uh... yes. Climaticalism is the word that I created. Okay. <laughs> uh, because I thought okay, we we have brutalism, postmodernism, deconstructionism, <laughs> all this is a movement, right? Mm. So how can I define what I'm doing now? Mm. Yeah, what I'm doing now is okay. The sun, we we get the design answer from the sun. We we carve the message through the wind, uh, refer to the wind directions. Mm. So it's kind of the movement is something like climaticalism, right? Okay, we design based on the climate. We design to respond to the climate, right? And all these climate elements, the sunlight and the wind, is part of our design strategies. And everything is justifiable. Mm. This is climaticalism. Okay, so so the the sustainable or infrastructure um diagram, the pie chart. So is is it part of the the your 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 concept to to support oh, the it? pie chart? Yeah. Well, the pie the pie chart. Okay, you still remember the pie chart was you you know quite a lot of things actually. <laughs> You, okay, you did a very good study. Very good. Now the pie chart. Uh, that is a gray tools. Actually, right. the pie chart is uh developed, uh, for t- green township. You know, we have township. Now right. we want to move to the eco township. Right. And then uh, this ideas is derived from Dr. Ken Yang, eco master plan. Okay. Eco master plan is to divide the. The township into four colors: the gray, the red, the green, the blue. Mm. Okay, so I I I start to think. Okay, unless this is a new township like Dubai, you can you can build the whole new township. Mm. Yeah, they have this kind of uh, power and and money. Mm. But how about KL, mm. Kuala Lumpur? Kuala Lumpur is an old township. We cannot rip up the whole KL and replace a new KL, mm. right? So these are first ideas. Okay, all the township 
they must have a transformation period. Mm. And and during this transformation period, we have to understand, diagnose what's the problem of this building. Mm. At our times, right, we have a lot of green tools, you know, green building in test, right. leads. Right. Okay, all these tools is just assess the how green you are. But I'm saying, okay, unless it's a, it's a new building, how about the old building? We should assess how bad they are first. We should mm. assess how bad is this township first. Mm. Then only we talk about how can we transform the township into the green township. Mm. Then only you assess the green intact later on. It's just like a doctor, you know, you come to me, I want to diagnose you first. I want mm. to know what is your problem first before I can make you healthy. Mm. That's why I, I make the pie chart. I call it gray tool. Mm. Reverse thinking on green tools. I want to develop a gray tool. Mm -hmm. So let me assess and understand your problem first. Let me understand how pollute is this city is. What is the what is the waste rate of this city is? Mm. Yeah. How bad is it? What's the what's the behavior of this uh, you know this city citizen like you know, they like to drive, they like to eat meat, they like to this, no, they right. don't like to recycle. So let us understand this problem first. It's just mm. like you'll do site analysis. Right. Okay, so site analysis, what the, what's the, what's the, why we want to do it? Because we want to understand more before you come up with your design solution. Right. Likewise, the city, so no one talk about grade two. Mm. That's why I come up with this pie chart. So tell, tell us one by one what you want to look at. Mm. Yeah, green. Okay, how bad is the green? What is the active green? What's the passive green? What's the redundant green? So we're trying to map, do the mapping. Yeah. Mm. Like air pollution, what are you, air pollution talking about? The carbon, monocarbon, heat islands effect. Mm. Yeah, water, what, what kind of water? Talking about gray water treatment, wetland. Mm. So this is the pie chart. This is uh, what the pie chart talking about. Right. I think I think it embodies quite a lot of things because you're not just talking about green strategies. You're talking about cultural and politics issues or aspects. How does it um um affect part of the architecture? You did mention at the I I think it's at the outer the most outer ring. You did mention about cu uh, cultural aspect. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that is a city. Uh, th we talk about city skill. Yeah, because the pie chart is for the city skill. Right. One of the key factors to drive the city is the culture and policy. Right. Okay. Why Singapore they can transform into green city in the very short period because the policy. Right. Like for example, they enforce uh, all the developer you must replace back all the green you wrap up. Mm. Okay. Or if you introduce a sky court with green, they they will allow you to top up your GFA. Mm. So this is where the policy can lead the city transform the green like Pishan Park. Pishan mm. Park in Singapore mm. previously was a drainage, the big canal drainage. And the government spent almost 200 million sing dollars right, to revamp it and make it as a park. Turn it into bioswap. Mm. And bring back all the wild animals like octaves, you know, and the people can enjoy the green, enjoy the bike, enjoy the stream, enjoy the river. So this is a policy making. Mm. I always say 
if the city you let the politicians to lead, then you know what happened. All iconic building coming out. Mm. Let engineer to lead, to design the you know to transform the city. Then you you can you can you know what happened. All tunnel mm. fly mm. over, mm. You no know, brick drainage. If you let architect to lead, you know then yeah, you know, depends on who architect they are. Okay. <laughs> Then okay. if you let the less people to to lead, then will be a lot of green. Mm. That's why policy makers is very crucial. Are they trust architect to lead or not? Are they a lot landscaper to lead the mm. development or not? Right. And every policy they make right, they will give an impact to the city. Mm. If this government they only look for dollar and cent, then like. Okay, like in KL, uh, last time uh, they do not have uh, this kind of concept called green belt. Right. You know, two meter green belt. I think the government they went to Australia and do the research, the study. Oh, these are good ideas. Mm. So the comeback, yes, we all development in Kuala Lumpur, they apply a two meter green belt, which is a good policy. Mm. This is how we have a, a space for us to create the green belt. Mm. But unfortunately, this we have still have a lot of works to to do, like the river of life. I don't know whether you know in Kuala Lumpur the river of life projects. Mm-hmm. The government have a good intentions to to you know, to upgrade the river. Actually, it's the drainage. There was mm. a river, but turned into drainage. Mm. But it spent a lot of money, and when I look at it, right, there's no life, no mm. life at all. Just a fountain and some light for people you know, to enjoy the riverside. So this is not river life. And no life. Okay, we shouldn't have fountain and light, blink here, pink, pink like, purple like. No, this what it do for people. It's not do for the environment. Mm. If a river alive, then we have to revamp it, make it as a river, bring the river back, bring the green back. Mm. You no, know, make it natural wetland. Then the otter, the frog, coming back, butterfly. You can say butterfly, dragonfly. All mm. this fauna or fauna bringing back. This mm. called river of life. Why is so important? Because river, you know, a lot of architects uh, or students, uh, they, we, if you look at river, they always say, "Oh, we have a good view." The river for them is a good view. Mm. Or river for for most of us, uh, just a riverside so we can jogging. Mm. Good view. But no, if river can understand human language, right? The river feel very sad, and not just a view for you guys, lah. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm a very important elements in the ecosystems. I'm the habitat for fishes. I'm the habitat for frog. Okay, I'm the habitat for all the fauna or fauna. But you human treat me just a view mm-hmm. or drainage mm-hmm. or dumping site. Mm. So sad, right? The river. Right. That's why I say we are so selfish. A human so selfish. We always think about how do I utilize these things in my own way. Mm. Mm. No, you have to understand the river well. Okay, what can they do actually? What's the system supposed to be to be do? You have to make make the value to it. Mm. Not just treat it as a view or shopping mall. 
I, I, I think it's it's totally true because I went there, you know, there is a, a beef noodles just down the street and then usually I'll have my beef, no, beef noodle and I will have a walk. Um, it, it seems to be, of course, the, the, the privilege or the priority is falls in tourist spot instead of the so-called river of life kind of idea. So the, the, the so-called life is not happening in the river, but above the river, they do have like a special fountain or um, koi pond for fishes, you know, so... There is life going up there, but it's not the genuine life. They're actually like outsiders they bring in to carry this kind of life. So I, I, think, I think I would like to relate back to this question because I think that, you know, speaking of culture that you, you also included in this uh, pie chart, um, do you find this river of life doesn't reflect the culture of Malaysian? Because when, when speaking of river, for me, I thought of like Malay Kampong next to a river, the river, there is a fish. You can actually go down to the river stream and you know enjoy some uh, a bath or things you know so it's, it's it's supposed to be that kind of scenery but it doesn't happen in masjid jame area it happens to be just water and water and then me is me so there's two different things so what the urban planning or the path the pavement is being done is just for a show to you know to this uh, light show or even the the fountain show so how would you like to see the improvement to do this if let's say you have a chance how would you like to improve this how how would you like to envision the the, the true river of life well your question i think you touch on the culture you say oh malaysia culture we are kampong culture we used to live uh play in the river for me culture is something impermanent it keeps changing our mm -hmm. thinking keeps changing mm. okay when you when, when you live in the urban you will adapt to the urban culture right you won't you a lot of people they, they i don't think they they have a you know, demand say oh i want the river of life like a river in the kampong i don't think we have this kind of awareness mm. people they don't you know, in urban our main objective is to okay relax enjoy life modern life mm. you know if you want to enjoy kampong life you go back to kampong mm. well, no we, we, we won't demand so what we want is the better environment mm. i think this is the this is universal culture of mm. value you know, no matter you, you, you're uh, malay or chinese or, or british right people enjoy nature this is where the biophilia coming from mm. you know, we we all enjoy nature we but this kind of natures we getting lesser and lesser. And can you imagine our next generation, our kids, right? They never they, they never see a real frog. They mm. never see a real chicken. They never enjoy the playing the river. They never enjoy the climbing the trees. Mm. So our next generations, if you ask them, hi kids, do you want to play in the river or you want iPad? Mm. They definitely we choose iPad. Why? Because iPad can give them joyful. Mm. Right. But we if we bring them to the so-called river of life, right? If they don't enjoy it, you know, so boring. You this is your adult, you only eat noodles, you know, beef noodles. That's it. Walk along it, no mm. meaning for them. Mm. So we don't want this kind of value gone, you know. Mm. We have we want to bring back at least my event uh my my efficiency of the river life right at least you have some real life <laughs> mm -hmm. 
okay, at least you have frog, at least you have green, at least you see a dragonfly. Like in KL, we have a we have a garden called Dusty Padana. Right. Actually, I I I brought my kids there quite often, and you you went there right. You can enjoy the dragonfly, the fish, the tortoise, the birds.、Mm. You know all the wildlife there. That is what I, 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 I wish right.、Uh, we have、uh, such a awareness. We can bring back this kind of park concept or this kind of wildlife concept back to the urban. So, so, so in speaking of that, let's say we we put in the context、uh, specifically in in Masjid Jami. Do you envision Chongyun River that you presented at,、uh, from from Korea is a is a better example for this? Yeah, it's a Chenyeon example or Bishan example. Also, a good example to us.、Mm. It's very good example. Just that we need to change the policy. The politicians need need to, and you know, the politicians need to change their mindset. Right. Politicians that they, they do a lot of iconic project to remember or to memorize, you know, someone. So.、Mm. It's not healthy.、Hmm. Yeah, we we not look at the the project's value properly. Right, and and I I I think I would like to ask you about the 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 role of architecture in this sense later. But but before that, I would like to uh elaborate on on cultural thing because I think you did mention about uh cultural things. A culture is is not permanent. It's ever changing, right? So yes. So so so, do you see like let's say we are living in an age where green architecture is becoming like a um compulsory thing, or is a thing that we can save our our environment from from different gesture? For example, you talking about like a、uh, a green roof or solar panel or even a different kind of approach to to repair this kind of flaws from the older architecture. So. Let's say, let's say, when it comes to a a a needs that we might need to convert traditional shop houses, their their roofscape into flat roof for 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 urban farming kind of thing, would you agree with that? Because changing the roof is like changing the identity of a shop house, isn't it? So how would you like to see the balance between keeping this kind of tradition or heritage and new green architecture? Oh,、uh, okay. The heritage, and、uh, you're talking here, I. I believe you are not talking about a heritage building, right? You mean the the culture of the or how the people live, right? And 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 also how about the identity, like um, you know, I believe that a lot of students talk to you about identity, also about the let's say when talk about Petaling Street, talking about the um old pre-war shop houses well, well, in KL. Well, try 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 not touch the old uh post-war houses. Mm, mm, mm. We, we try not touch that because that is a conservative uh topic. Right. We talk about how how do we make people awareness or okay? Can we? Is that people can accept now? We have a flat roof. You no, know, is that developer day to design or day to sell the product with flat roof,、mm. not the conventional roof? Right. Okay. This is very difficult. But if you want people to change the mindset, you need to show what's the benefit they have.、Mm. Okay. Like for example, why I say the culture is ah、uh, impermanent. Like for example, nowadays people live in the condo, like in KL, in urban, and condo, you you see the layout is not what our culture is.、Mm. 
Mm. Okay. Mm. Because we, we, we want the kitchens to be separate. We want the enclosed kitchens because our Asian family, we, we always have a heavy cook. Right. You know, the smell will, will spread. But now you go into the condo, right? All the product, there are no enclosed kitchen. Right. Right. So people, yeah, people adopt it. And this is not our culture. Mm. Right, like 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 Malay culture, they they very they very uh serious on the privacy. Mm. Okay, so so the 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 room have to hide in one corner, and they have a serambi concept. So serambi is for the guests, so you won't go into the ruma ipu, the mm. main the main the main place. But you look at the all the new type of uh, condo design, right? Where mm. serambi? No, mm. no such thing. Mm. Even though the new terrace house, right? no such thing mm. but people never no, never talk about it mm. so as I say actually architecture can change the mindset of the people mm. the architecture can lead the people in the new lifestyle and this architecture not solely based on architect itself but it's based on the whole market trend like including the financials the right. dollar and cents right. developers what kind of product they design what kind of product that they can sell faster, they can more profitable, you see? So if you want to promote the green ideas, right, we need to understand all these factors. Hmm. So, okay. so and, and, and to, to introduce this kind of new culture or new improved lifestyle, you, you, you are not agree, you, I, I, I believe that you are not supporting the idea that wipe out the old one and then straight away introduce the new one. It should be a, a, a buffer zone where old and new slowly coming in to, to, to play, yes, right? Transformations, transformations. We need right. transformations. The first transformation we want to do is to transform the green into affordable green. Mm. We want to promote affordable green because at the moment, the green is for the, you know, uh, high rank people. Mm. You, know, you, drive a, you drive a hybrid car more expensive. Mm. Yeah. You have a green building, more expensive. Mm. Yeah, Greek A office. So I always think why the people who drive the petrol car who pollute the environment spend lesser. Mm. And the no, no, spend lesser, you know, and the one who serve the earth, right, drive the electric car or hybrid car, spend more. Mm. Something wrong, right? The one, the one who, who spoil the earth, they should, should spend more. The one who save the earth they should spend less. But now the green is a like a marketing tool. Should you chop the GBI petroleum right? You can sell thirty percent higher in the market. Okay. Um. And I, I I would like to relate this kind of example to like parking. You know, car park. When you press the the car park ticket, you need to pay more, and then you use touch and go. Maybe you need to charge more. This is something that Correct. kind of funny. Correct. This is something that is so funny because in the financial world, right, it's not workable. So right. if you want to promote the green, you want to change the whole city in the green, right? The whole mindset, the whole policy have to change. I I would like to uh because you did mention about uh it's not just architects. It's, it needs to be collaborate with different kind of. Uh, policy maker or even the industrial player to to join Correct. into to make this Correct. thing you know so Correct. 
I, I, I wonder how do you see the public's uh, perception on green architecture? Do they see... I, I'm not sure from, from, from your point of view. Maybe you might know from your client or from the some users from particular apartment. What do they see green architecture? Do they see green architecture equal to good architecture? I mean, I mean mm. green as in like the kind of uh, green where using green to mask... To, to masking the, you know, green masking a certain project? How do they see or how do you see the, the, the strategy? Well, I see, I see the improvement on the people, you know, the clients say, I want the green building. But a lot of clients, they still don't really understand what is green building. Right. They thought green building is less energy, you pay less electricity, all right? You have solar panels, mm. so can offset your electricity. So for them, it's still in this kind of uh, perceptions. But but in, in order to make it green, right, it's not just to save energy. The the you have to change your lifestyle also. Right. Right? For example, I want green building, but your lifestyle you're driving a big car, you buy a lot of crew, you know, you do not recycle your materials, your mm. lifestyle is not sustainable as well. So how can this client understand what is green building? So for, for him, the green building may be just a features mm. because, because they want to pay less bill, mm. not because they appreciate the environment. Mm. Uh, I think uh, they, the client perceptions, they, they still can't beyond their boundary. You know? right. They're still really thinking, my, okay, how to make use or utilize my every single inch of my land. Mm or how to make use every single sense of my money. Hmm. Okay, so, so far what I see, they've got improvement. People ask for green building, hmm. but if you ask them what's really green building is, they, they really can't answer you. Right. So there's a lacking of holistic approach to this uh, uh, green agenda. Yeah, I, I, I give you a very good example. Very good example. You, you ask the m &E engineers, okay? Right. Uh, if you want to design green building, we have to design less aircon and put more fan, right. you know, natural ventilations. Right. But M&E engineers, they, they're quite reluctant to do it. Why? Because the fees is based on the M&E cost. So if meaning to, to say, client, say, so if let's say they can introduce AC or mechanical, they can get better fee. Is it? Correct. Or correct. Or we have a client, have a client, this is a baseline, okay? Can we reduce the amount of acorn? I can in, I can ask the M and E right try to cut down more acorn and make it more natural ventilations. Hmm. Okay, and this is a lot of words to study. A lot of words to study. We are study with wind. We are study the time, the programs, right? But the clients won't pay any extra to the engineers. Hmm. Why the engineer have to spend time to help you to save energy? Hmm. Right, for them, it's a safe design. I use my comfortable level to design for you. Okay, that's it. Because saving energy is a, a lot of works. Right. You, if you design, oh, I mean, it's just a normal design or over-design the aircon, right? Quite safe. It's quite typical. Mm. It's, 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 uh, what, it's, it's there, you know, the formula is there. But now mm. if you want to break through the, bot the bottleneck and then we want to do something even more extent, save more energies, then we need a lot of works. Is, is, that, is that explaining like uh, an office building, for example, what I, I really like, like, like a PJ Trade Center designed by Kevin Manglo. I really like that kind <laughs> of design 
um, it's 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 another it's another way of rethinking offices. It's not have to be fully glass cladded, but you can have a, a separate skin uh, to do that. Is it is it why explaining that uh, this kind of building is very less in in Malaysia because of fee or because of the collaboration with other parties? Well, I don't know the face, but uh, I think the is is this this building it fit to the purpose or not? Mm. You, you see, uh, I. For architecture, it's a great building. It's a fantastic building. Mm. Why, why is not widespread to everywhere? Mm. Yeah, maybe it's not fit to the company or office. Right, maybe the wearing high heel is not comfortable to step on the match. Mm. Okay, uh, or maybe the usable space is very limited because of the open air because of natural ventilations. Uh, there is many. There are many factors or many reasons, so we need to think. We need to study. And yeah, and and speaking of this sort of a uh, passive design, uh, should I say passive design ish kind of uh, office? I I I I'm not sure how should I categorize it. Should I say low tech or high tech? I'm not sure. But this sort of uh, office building, is it is it because uh, most of the people or, or or even client they are reluctant to accept this kind of thing? Is it because of the aesthetic? Because it's raw, it's bare concrete or bare bricks. Well, I, you but... see, aesthetic, no, aesthetic is something very subjective. Right. You know, no matter what kind of building, someone will like it, someone will hate it. Yeah. Just our perceptions, our perceptions, we, 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 we think this is something different animals. Uh, mm. If some, if tower like KLCC, Massis Tower, mm. Or, or or public bank tower. Okay, that that is a proper office that we understand. Right. With this kind of building, right, a lot of people don't understand. Mm. Very hard to understand why it's so raw. You know why 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 is like unfinished things. You know people. Yeah, they don't comfortable. So 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 do you see like we are moving into that trend to create this kind of new norm? Like because I I I notice a lot of interior or even. Uh, architecture they are moving to this yes. kind of bare finish yes yes that okay we have to differentiate right this is a style right okay uh or the chain or the people they start to like this kind of uh design right okay so that we have to understand that or, or they do it because of really the green design or green movement mm. but for me yes is if this is a trend that is better than not you know, we, we have it better than we don't have it. Mm. Yeah. And and we appreciate this kind of design as well. So now the next thing is, okay, how do we educate the public? Mm. If you do it open, okay. Now a lot of uh a lot if you ask a developer, hey, can you develop something like this for the condo? Mm. Okay. You know how the people will ask, okay, is there a lot of dusk? Mm. Because it's so open. Mm. You know, like the PJ Street, right? It's just be, beside the highway. Mm. And you want to make it so open. How about the maintenance? A lot mm. of dusk. Okay. And then the wall is so rough. Okay. Is it a lot of dust or a lot of lizard? They will hide inside. Mm. These people, they start to think of, you know, these are normal people. Mm. They can, this, kind of, this kind of industrialism or very raw materials. Yeah, maybe for young people, they can accept it. But majority mm. family, they can't accept it. Because of the maintenance, because of the because new norm, of is it? It's the no norm of maintenance. Mm. Because they don't understand it. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so I I believe if this is something good for people, okay, people 
beside the aesthetic value, what kind of practicality or what kind of value you can offer to the to these people? You tell mm. me. Mm. Right. If you tell, if you tell, okay, uh, Andy, it's very good design, you know, because you can save a lot of painting cost. Mm. Okay, and then you can plan things here. You don't need to worry to wet the wall. Okay. And then you can enjoy the fresh air when you at night you sleep, right? You won't feel so hot. Mm. You don't need to on the aircon. Mm. Tell them what's the benefit if I adopt to this design. So for me, right, raw material or not raw material, not the key things. Mm-hmm. The key thing is, are you really bring in the light? Are you really make the thing make make the make the building more ventilated? No, are are you are you making this building less energy? As I say. Design can be Jimmy Lim design, can be Kenyang design, mm. but ultimately in green design, we are not talking about subjective things. We are talking about performance. Okay, so I want to see a result. Hmm. But, but but in speaking of performance, there comes the uh assessment uh, assessment tools like GBI or Green RE. I believe you are working with Green RE, uh, at the moment. So yeah. Um. I, I I wanted to say the good thing first, okay? The the good thing is that the assessment tools they are justifying a certain things because there is a, a criteria for it, right? Because you say you done this this then you how many points da 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 da. But the bad thing is that do you see because of this kind of assessment, people are tend to use it as a propaganda or, um, award to sell the property. And 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 second question is that does green building has a higher property value compared to to the uh, non-green building? Wow, so many questions. <laughs> uh, as a last question first. Yes, they have a better value compared to non-green building because some big corporate, yeah, like Microsoft, Google, mm. they will, they, if they rent the space for office, right, they will request this a green building. Right. So that means if you're a green building certified, right, so you'll have a better uh, render, okay? Potentially, you have better renders. But but is it? Let's say we go back to the car park theory. Is it? Is it mean that like yeah, yeah, green yeah, building yeah. have a higher yeah. rental meaning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I say, uh, we want to promote the affordable green. Right. At the, because I just answered your question, right? Your, mm. your question is say, is it whether is a higher yeah. value? Yes, they do have these kind of functions. And secondly, it's a good thing or bad things, right? Like GBI or greenery. Okay, I I. As you know, I'm uh, one of the trainer speaker in greenery. Mm. Well, with green tools, right? At least we have a tools to educate the people. Mm. We have the tools to 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 create the awareness of the developer, awareness of the user. Mm. At least we the tools, right? They have these kind of functions. Mm. Okay, don't talk about whether it's fair or not fair, bias or not. Right. We, we, okay, put it aside first. Mm. Without the two, without this tool, right? How can, how can we educate the, the public? Mm. Well, architects, we 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 do not have a platform, no, to talk about uh, something simple language to the public. Mm. So with the green tool, at least, right, the developer start to oh, there is a green tools. Okay, what's the criteria? Mm. Oh, you must have energy. You must have a strategy, site management. No, at least you give them a okay proper way. This is what I try to achieve. Mm. I think it's a good things mm. to promote the green awareness mm. to the developers. Okay, so whether it's a good thing or bad thing in our designer depends of our mentality. 
if mm. our designer or our architect, right, we treat it as a checklist, like the submission checklist. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you want acorn, I give you acorn. You want sanitary waste, I give sanitary waste. Then it's not good. Mm. Because you blindly follow the checklist. Right. You shouldn't. You should know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. You cannot so lazy. I first take the checklist, then I just, okay, what you want, I just, I just give you. No, it's, it's a lazy. Mm. I call it lazy. Mm. Okay. So you must understand what this uh, intense talking about and what's the objective of your project. Mm. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and speak, so I, I agree that these, these tools are serving as the platform where we can at least justify a certain point or something we can see, something we can uh, evaluate on it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we talk about performance. Green, why they have all these tools is because people uh, want to justify as a quantitative. Mm. Okay. We, we, otherwise, why we can't just judge whether this is greener to, than this building. Right. And what was the baseline you're talking about? Yeah. So I think it's good that everything we are quite, quite, uh, quantify it and make it as an in-test or make it as a baseline so people can refer, people can do study, like how much energy you use per, average, per meter square per year. I think that is a good thing for, uh, for architect as well. Right. So, so and, and I looking these two uh, green assessment tool, I believe that there is more, you know, but, but particularly in Malaysia, I, I, I uh, came across these two because before that I was working on some project and then I some, uh, acknowledged their, you know, their facility and their service. Um, I, I, I won't talk about whether which one is good or, or which one is better or worse, um, but how do you see the kind of uh, competition between these two? Because these two, they do have different kind of fees, right? And, and, and different kind of uh, criteria to, to, to evaluate their performance. Of course, they do have different kind of priority, right? But yes, yes, yes. do you see more competitors would actually enhance this kind of competition in Assessor? As in like, uh, do you see, is, it, is this a good good competition? Because they are the one who actually judge the performance of the building, right? Wow, it's quite a, quite, quite a tricky question. Uh, okay, for me, every competition is a, is a good thing. Right. If, if no competition, there's no, no good. Mm. Uh, it, but the competition have to bring you in the improvement and bring you in the higher level, not downgrade you. Not, mm. not make make things cheap. So if I say these two tools, why why we have a greenery? Oh, you know, greenery is much more relaxed. So it should go for greenery. Mm. That is something not right. Right. Okay. So if you say a comparison, oh, greenery have this criteria, but GBI don't have. Mm. Why? So we should include in the GBI, you know. Then if a greenery say, oh, why GBI? They have they have more reflect to the our local value mm. because uh, greenly maybe it cannot reflect our local value mm. then we have to think because this tool is keep evolving it's not static yeah so i think because of this green tool right we always have a seminar you know we always have a discussion or dialogue or debate how to make these tools even more better or uh, more received by the public you know i think these tools can create this kind of awareness mm. The competitions always make us better, right? Yeah, and yeah, if who is uh, better, who is stronger, who will win in the last game? Mm. So so far, I think it's still healthy. Mm. 
Mm. You know, we, we do not we do not lose our directions to make the things better. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this is my my view. Yeah, I I, I think I think if there is no right or wrong in this case, like you wanted to compare Jimmy or Ken, there's no right or wrong. It's di- it's totally different um, priority or different preference that you, you, you would like to go, you know? Yeah, you can't you can't ask all the people eat chicken rice. You know, okay. some people like chicken chop. Uh-huh. This is a this is a variety, this is diversity because in one of the biomimic theory, the mm. first principle is diversity. Right. If you don't have diversity, then it's very well our world is a, is no choice. Mm. Mm. Okay, then then we go toward to the wrong directions. Right. We need to have some principle, fundamental principle, but we can have a multi multiple choices. Right. And 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 I know that you 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 being a uh, lecturer also you have seen so much uh, options or, or or works from students. Um, I I mean from from your point of view, how do you see the role of educator in in green architecture particularly? Like how do you see the the the, the trend or movement in in students' works? Do you see? But, but because I believe that you yourself also trying to uh, advocate this kind of sustainability apart from green architecture also about sustainability which is you know beyond just a simple uh technology or simple um devices so there's actually more than that to 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 provoke sustainability and one of the things that you are doing now is educating so how do you see that the movement is it becoming more vague in the student because they keep applying and over worshipping green architecture as something too artificial oh you mean greenwash yeah do you see students actually greenwash their project? Uh, well, I think this is a process. If uh, in the junior level or student levels, right, it's quite hard to ask them to, to have a very deep mm. uh, green understanding. Mm. So for, for students, they still treat this sustainable is the features. So right. we always use sustainable features. Okay, which uh, I I think is uh, we, we still we need to change the the trend, change the movement is sustainable not a features but it's a fundamental. You start you start the first stroke of your drawings, right. that is a sustainable thinking in your mind. You mm. see, so so a lot better than the ten years ago now because all the school they try to promote green stream. Yeah, in the studio, they have a green studio. So, and the, and the students started to know better about uh, some path, uh, wind rose diagrams, and they try, they, they appreciate the natural ventilations, then they, they actually, they admit, I mean, they appreciate this kind of uh, design is a, is a good design. Mm. Uh, educator also will ask these questions, natural ventilation, is it all aircon or not? All aircon is not good things. Mm. So, I think the the this mindset or this trend right is slowly evolved and developed. Now mm. it's a it's a how to say, uh, it's a time that how do we consolidate the green educations in a in more structural way, mm. because green design or green educations is would is not assisted for the last for the past ten years. Mm. Okay, until until now. Okay, we have a the biomimicry 10 principles. Mm. So do we have a green building principles? 
Mm -hmm. The universal can understand. Do we have a, you know, a book that everyone can refer to, or mm. everyone can agree to, or everyone can learn from? Like modern architecture, we have a Lee Corbusier, the five principles of modern architecture. Mm, mm. This is how we start the modern architecture. So we, so the next step, right? I think now we need more researcher, and doing architectures or green architectures research, mm. and come up with more writing, right? I climaticalism, okay? <laughs> Grey city transformations, mm. yeah. Uh, the biomimicry. Natural and architectures. I think a lot of topic mm. now we still need a lot of uh, students or a lot of uh, researcher to study it. We lack of this uh, this research now. I'm I'm looking forward to see if if you are planning to write. I'll I'll i one day I'll try. <laughs> if let's say you are planning to to I, write something. Well, I try I try my best. I still learning. Uh, <laughs> I I I I think I think. Uh, this is one of my uh my goal, you know, to to publish to a book. consolidate. Not not publish because I want to publish. I want to consolidate the ideas. Right. I, I like to I like to like like I do the chart actually mm. just to make easier, make people easier to understand, make the student easier to understand structurally. Mm. Okay. We want structurally understanding uh research. And otherwise it's so personal perceptions so so what you have done like including workshops or lecturings uh those are make things much more simplified for students to understand how about have you ever thought like make things much more easier for the public to understand because architecture students they might have different kind of perception or understanding to green architecture how do you want it do you actually approach to policy maker or even like uh maybe the least thing we hope to like politician <laughs> to 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 <laughs> promote this kind of I won't say new concept, but I'm pretty sure it's a new concept to public. So how do you see the, the approach or process well, in if, this? If you give it a choice, right? we have a limited time, okay? I, I can't do everything in my short time. Mm. So if I if I a choice, right, I still think the most effective way to approach this is toward education to the students. Right. Because they are future architects. If if a hundred percent of all the architects in the market, right, the belief on this, they have a this kind of principle, right? I think this movement is very huge. Mm. And and all of them, right, they will they will try to persuade the developers, they try to persuade the client, they try to um explain to the policymakers in different roles, in different projects. Mm. And this is how we we change the culture, change the mindset. Mm. It, Rather than you spend a lot of time just to convince one, you know, one policymakers, that mm. policymakers. Yes, if if it has a channel, that's good. But I think as an architect, we still we are in the front line. Right. Okay, all of us, you and me, in the front line, because you have your own client. I have my own clients. Everyone mm -hmm. have their own clients. Right. You, we are in the front line and talk the same language, mm. and hold the same principles. Mm. And this is how we change the world. Mm. So students still the best. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that's why I think mm -hmm, okay the, the the education part is very um, I I I maybe maybe it's kind of wrong to say subjective, but but I think it's a right crowd to educate the the so called you did mention about the future uh architects. But but I I, I think 
I'm quite looking forward to this uh, new new world. Like after COVID, maybe it might change. But 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 how do you see like COVID? Is it like easier for people to understand a good building like green building? Because I still remember I visited my auntie's house once, and it was totally very hot. So their their solution is that turn on the aircon to 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 mitigate the problem, right? So how do you see like does COVID brings a new norm or effect? You see, I don't know where your auntie stay, but we cannot blame your auntie. Right. We blame the uh, you know, developer or architect to to design this product to your right. auntie. Right. No, your auntie have no choice. You know, your auntie not your auntie, your auntie can make cake, but they cannot make the building. <laughs> so it's okay. hard to on the aircon. Right? It's not the, not his, not her fault. Mm. Okay. So what I say after COVID, right? after COVID, actually we are easier to promote the green concept because you see. The virus, it can come any times, and if you stay at home, right, you need a good environment to stay with. Mm-hmm. You can't on the aircon twenty four hours. It's a high bill, right? And you need the corner to plants, okay? And you need a corner to relax. You need a corner to refresh. Mm. You need a corner to enjoy your breakfast. The nice sunlight shining in mm. to enjoy breakfast. Mm. So now at least I can use this language, right? You let them imagine over here. We never thought about this. Mm. After COVID, you stay a long time in your house, right? You start to blame this. I think it's so comfortable. And then there's just a Facebook. Then you mm. say, oh, this, this room is very nice. Mm. This house is very nice. No, this, this, uh, this skylight is very nice. Okay, it's easier for us to, actually, it's more easier for me to t- tell my clients on mm. this kind of green concept. Mm. Yeah, this is my, this is my view. Mm. I'm quite positive uh, after COVID. Right. I think I think because plus the help of the social media, the public or the potential client, they see this, they might, uh, much more encouraged to 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 this new, uh, new design. I would say a new movement. And in in the lecture from your uh from uh, from from your lecture in UCSI exhibition, you also mentioned about food security. Uh, one of the things that we should fear about, like you know what we've been seeing from from COVID, throughout the COVID pandemic, we see. People are might be you know uh keeping or or storing food. So but 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 in Malaysia we don't have like 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 specific place or even uh empty plot of land for us to create this kind of food secure uh food food uh preparation or plantation. But I do believe there is some maybe but a small plot of land just in front of our house or whatnot. But in Edinburgh I believe that you know like some uh houses they do have this thing called allotment where they can yes you know grow vegetables or fruits. Yes. So how do you yes. see applying this to to Malaysia uh in in ex- existing uh residential typology in terrace house or uh especially when it comes to apartment we totally don't have access to allotment this kind of thing right? Well, I I think we'll be more and more I I'm more positive on this. Okay, you know what how the allotment concept coming from uh in UK? You mm. know when 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 they are starting to promote this kind of allotment and do the plantings? Actually during World War. Right. During World War, right, it's a actually it's a it's a crisis. Mm. So people try, you know start to plant their own food, and the government also encourage people. Okay, everyone plant their own food, you know, because we're in the war, we might a uh, shortage of food. Mm. So people keep changing, uh, because of this kind of crisis. Mm. So we have this kind. Of, oh, no one know that is a necessity, and after the COVID, right, everyone away. Oh no, we need a food. 
Mm. How if we good if we can plant our own food? At least we have some choice. If mm. there's anything lockdown, so with this kind of uh, awareness, right, we can move this movement faster. We can develop this kind of uh, urban farming faster. Mm. Actually, I can see the government they started to right. uh, invest in the urban farming. If you if you if you notice, right, uh, at the like Kepun Kepun, mm. like uh, initiated by uh, Saxon, and then in Malacca. Uh, the ministry also invest in the urban farming. Mm. They, you know, they free distribute all the plants to the to the people who interested to do their plantings. Mm. So I I think the movement is there. Mm. And now the next thing is, if this is trend, when we design a product like condo, we have to design a, a allotment or, or balcony, allow them to do their own plants. So mm. if, in order to do that, we need to provide their water tap, for trap. You no, know, give them the infrastructures, hmm. and then you, when you sell the properties or developers sell properties, this become their own features. Hmm. Okay, so if your product, your demand, your supply, your demand and supply, then this is how we promote the, plant uh, urban farming culture. Hmm. I think it's the best time for us to do that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm quite excited for the new new things to coming in and try to change the the way we've been living for I don't know how long. <laughs> so we we we're talking about we, right. we just believe in right? we never believe on this. Just that we normal. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's so long that we're already normal. Oh, okay, nowhere to plant things. Never mind. Mm. Okay, I already know. I don't know how to plant things anymore. Right. We never believe that. The people have no choice, you know. <laughs> they believe, but they can't do. Can't <laughs> do. Okay. No choice. I think I think your role is pretty much just now. We talk a lot, and the sharing pretty much cover on your experience in 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 uh from your effort in, um education or even we talking about policy maker. Now I would like to introduce the the last part. We are talking about specially specialized builders and our construction industry. Um, do you see new materials? Like alternate alternative organic materials to to create a better, uh, green building per se, like bamboo or even like some self uh biodegradable um, uh, uh construction materials or or new way to build a better building. Well, I I think the building industry they they always keep evolving and developing new materials. Right. The, this this development not, never stopped. Mm. Just that how how fast is it, and uh, how fast they adopt into the industry. I I can't comment it more because at the moment in Malaysia we still very uh conservative. Mm. We still use it concrete, but I I see there is some changes that well we now the the builders that use more effective way to build like system formwork, precast. Etc. So I think the first first step or first objective of a uh, especially Malaysia constructions industry is to cut out the wastage. Mm. Okay. Don't I mean don't don't talk about organic material that kind of things first mm. because a lot of people they they might they, they can't understand that or they are not there yet. But cut down the the wastage is something that we can do now. Mm. Now we waste a lot of wastage. The cut house. You know, you buy a house, you cut house a lot of house. The marble we cut a lot of marbles. Mm. The wastage we can't use, right? And then the concrete also we we dump a lot of concrete debris, mm. and then we have a lot of old building. After we dismantle the building, demolish, 
Yeah, in Malaysia, we call demolish. Mm. When I demolish, right? Are we going to collect back all the steel or all the recyclable materials like roof house? Can we reuse back the roof house, the door frame? So these are things that we we can do now, and we need to 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 educate them, right? Um, yeah, it's better to to cutting the less wastage so they in, in they can save a lot of cost. Mm. Yeah, in the same time we can save a lot of materials, so mm. we don't need to because the material is so cheap, right? Then people would appreciate that they keep cultivate. Excavate from the from the nature, right? And 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 you just you just shared about wastage, and I'm curious, like in in construction industry, there will be a lot of materials that you know wasted uh, throughout the the process. Um, and and speaking of, because I'm not sure about the evaluation or process of how green facilitator assess a, a green performance. Does that part of the assessment like they actually they i i don't think they actually went to the site and supervised the ways or the process right mm, i'm not the facilitator so i i can't say it i i don't know how do they really uh, play the important rules in terms of British or in terms of site management right. because one of our green uh principle is to effectiveness effectiveness mm. means no British, less British. In order for us to achieve this right, is the good planning. Mm. You must be very good planning since you design the building, because a lot of weightage is you have you, you your your drawings or your design is not effective enough. Should, right. should you know should I, all, right? Hmm? Should should I say the kind of effectiveness should comes in like schematic design already? Like we should know what is the standard of materials available in market so that we can yes. fit in a way. Yes. You have to understand the local materials. You have to understand materials dimensions. You know, like you design, you design a cupboard, cabinet, mm. yeah, cabinet. You, do you know the four fifty and six hundreds? What's the difference of these two dimensions? If four fifty, they can do three pieces. Mm. If six hundred, they only can do two pieces from the raw materials. Mm. So actually, if we if we change the dimension to four fifty, right, then we have we have less British and you have mm. more productions. Mm. Yeah, because we, you know, sometimes we, we don't understand these kind of dimensions. We follow the norm or follow mm. the practice and follow our own perceptions or, or design preference, right? Then actually we, we, we don't know or we're not aware that a lot of British happened because mm. of our design. Mm. So, so we need to know the standards. Yeah, like, like concrete, one packet concrete, can cast how many columns mm. or how uh, and uh, how many walls? Okay, you 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 can you you can do it. Uh, for example, the finishes the tiles. You know the tiles they have a standard, three hundred to three hundred. So you design the bathroom, design you know, design every rooms that we tiles right. You follow this standard, mm. so you avoid any cut house. Mm. Now it's not easy because you you need to very spend effort on it. You need to adjust every inch of setting. Mm. So from schematic and then all the way to construction drawings because construction drawings we are talking about every setting. Mm. Okay, so a lot, no, a lot of a lot of our young architects we we interested on the schematic design, but we are not interested on the construction drawings. We let the draftman to do it for us. Mm. Then you lost control on the constructions method. Mm. You don't know how the skirting work. Right, you don't know how how big the raw materials or one one piece of wood. Mm. 
we don't know how what's the length of the timber deck. Right. I I I I get that 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 resonance. Uh, because before that I was doing some projects, and then they might come like plywood, my four feet by eight feet. Then you might wanted to follow that kind of uh dimension. So and and speaking of the early projects, like like the uh washroom that you designed for your alma mater, um. I, I actually I can't really tell if you can answer this because there might be different kind of a perspective and also good pros and cons. I think I think at some point you might find one is uh much more overpowered compared to another one, which is talking about um high tech or low tech. I I'm not sure if you can can see which one you are much more inclined into because from from the <laughs> projects like like the washroom design. I think that's much more in into the low tech kind of approach, right? So, but but yes. do you see you are mo- working also on high tech to balance it out? <laughs> your understanding. Uh, okay. Oh, well, this 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 question is quite straightforward. I always promote the low tech. Hmm. Why? Because I want to promote affordable green. Hmm. I don't want the green. I don't want to make the green more expensive. Hmm. If you can spend money to get the green mark. I just spend money on the aircon system, the best aircon system in the world. I spend money on solar panel. Well, sure you can get the green mark. Mm. Sure you can get the green intense. Mm. But this, you don't need a lot of intelligence. You mm. just need to buy the product, right? The intelligent is uh, is the one who create the product. Mm. But we are architects. Our intelligence is to carve the passive design. Mm. Mm. This is our job, and this is our rules. No one can replace it. No engineer can replace it. Mm. And the passive design or the low tech, right? I can make the building less expensive or even cheaper. Less maintenance, less energy usage, right? And this is the ultimate goal of green design, doesn't mm. it? Right. So, I will spend more time, or I will promote more on this kind of low tech. Green building rather than the high tech green building because I think high tech green building a lot of expertise mm. can help. Um. Yeah. 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 I. 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 think that comes to my mind that if let's say because you shared like a short video about the in the lecture and you say uh, that the video says nature don't hu- need human 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 doesn't need nature but then no nature so, doesn't I, need human right and and need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so nature you know, doesn't need human, right? So, does that co co like align with your belief into low tech? Because nature yes. is much more fundamental, much more foundation, yes. right? Yes, yes, because technology uses resources. You know how many components in your iPhone, mm-hmm. and how many components that uh they need to excavate from the mountain and get the rare earth. Mm. You know how much a rare earth a component in the solar panel. Mm. You know how much um, mountain they destroy in order to make the solar panels. Mm-hmm. So mm. we need to think about the whole life cycles mm. of the materials, which you related to cradle to cradle. Correct, cradle to cradle, and I believe low tech building, we can we can deliver a affordable green building to the public, mm. most of the people. No, not many, not many, no poor people. They deserve for green building as well. Mm. 
not only for rich people. Rich people can spend money on the acorn, can spend money on the solar panel. How about the poor people? Hmm. How about the middle class people? Hmm. I, how I, about I, the school? How about the NGO? Right. I I I would like to leave this an open question for our audience to think about because you related like Strata Tower, and also um. Oh, it's a London Strata Tower. Yes. And yeah. and you did mention another one like something high tech. Okay. Oh yeah. It's the news in China because they actually produce solar panel and polluted the river. So yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I have no say in talking bad about high tech, but I will leave this open question for our people yeah, to yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it. But yeah. Um so the, 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 the second question, the last second question is that what is your dream or vision for Chaos KL City and um because in earlier you also mentioned like architecture can save the world like inspired by ken young's uh ideology in in you know in your school time so is that question changed before you study architecture or and after architecture do you still believe architecture can save the world yes definitely definitely <clears throat> no change architecture can save the world no there's 70 percent of the resources you'd used by the building, mm-hmm. 70%. So who who is the building? Who is the master of the building? Mm-hmm. Who created this building? Who is the who is the one who drew the buildings? But architect. But, but, whether, but whether good or bad architecture still come produced by an architect, isn't yes. it? Correct. So good or bad is produced by architect. So we need more good architect. We need because architect they won't just practice in architecture. They might become uh, turn into contractors. They might turn into developers. Mm. Architect can turn into policy makers. Mm-hmm. But it's still architect, right? It's a master builder. Right. Yes, so the, definitely. Yes. The role is quite heavy for you, isn't it? Because you are architect. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it's more. I only can maybe change few things. I cannot change the whole world, but mm. architect as a group, you know, as a professions, we have to do it, and mm. we can do it. I and, and another question is just now I asked is like, what is your vision for KL? How would you like to change? Because you did mention like you can't change the world. Maybe you can change KL. Or maybe maybe I just uh, change a uh, KL in Damantesa <laughs> in my office. Yeah, so how big is it? Well, my dream of a KL it can be greener. I can enjoy park. You know, I can enjoy the river wherever I want. At the same time, the we have a good economy. You no know, people still still have the very good job, mm. life balance. Mm. They can cycle in the center of a KL. They can they still can eat a very good food and not expensive. You know, mm. so people can mix around. We have a lot of art gallery. I I think at the moment I quite like the KL. Just, just that we, we just need more greenery and more park. I think in KL, there are many people working towards to this kind of, to my dream, okay? I, mm. I have to thank these people like Sexan, uh, Ding City, mm. like Ding Dao Wei, like all these architects like Kevin Mark Law. Uh, actually, all of us, uh, we, we try to make our ideals KL. I mm. think with this force, right, um, I, I think it's quite interesting uh, development. Mm. But even though different architects, they might have different kind of perspective of their dream. But I believe that ultimately, still everyone wanted to have a better lifestyle for everyone. Better lifestyle, better environment. Right. Okay, cool. Um, 
thanks for all the sharings and and before that i would like to invite you to throw a questions it can be any question it can be philosophical cultural architectural it can be any questions uh to ask our audience or ask me or even ask yourself oh wow okay this is quite a surprise <laughs> okay let's think about it what you want to be what you want the world to be hmm. in 20 years times 20 years okay yeah and Which? young people you hmm. you have to think you are fighting this green movement not because of us it's because of you hmm. if anything happens if we if we don't wrongly something wrongly and you are the one who face it hmm. actually 20 so, years is quite quick yes so think about yourself yeah uh if anything we we done wrong or our last gen generation doing wrongly you are the one who facing the consequences <laughs> okay all right thank you so much it's a very interesting question <laughs> so yeah um thank you so much for joining us uh, Ashi. Uh, i really appreciate your time and your knowledge um it's really you know uh, a really comprehensive sharing from you uh i hope you are doing well and i hope to see you soon Thank you very much, Gary. Thank you for your times and you've done a great, great job. Uh, I wish your progress uh, every best. Thank you very much. And enjoy your time in Scotland. Scotland <laughs> is a very nice country. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. okay. Cheers. Okay. Thank you. Bye.